gozaimasu. It's Zach Langley Kichi. I'm so popular, and today is the mid-season finale of season two of my show. As you have hopefully heard, if you've been listening correctly, which is to listen to every single episode in completion sequentially, you will know that I'm moving to Tokyo in a few weeks, and uh, I'm not going to be able to podcast while... I'm moving and living an actual life, so that's happening, and on top of that, I also think this is a good narrative moment in the podcast soap opera to end and leave a, a nice mark for the first half of, of this season two. Um, over the last three weeks, I've talked about three incredibly moving pieces of art. I did Twin Peaks and got really emotional. I did Foucault and ended my philosophy era, talked about Sono Shion, and now I have two of my closest friends in the world with me in conversation uh, for the first time in one space for in probably like three years, maybe four years now. Um, so without any further ado, uh, who are you? Quinn can go first. Okay. Hello, podcast world. Um, my name is Quinn and I am Zachary's friend from college. Um, we met each other. Oh, uh, we met each other probably at, oh my gosh, was it Cafe Roma? I like, I think I DM'd you. That's what I'm even called DMing. I messaged you on Facebook and I was like, Oh, hey, Zach, like, congratulations on your win. I just wanted to meet and, like, go over some PFC stuff. So I guess the background story of this is that Zach and I met through <clears throat> student government. And so when he won his election, I was already on the finance committee. And so um, I messaged him on Facebook and we met up at this little coffee shop. I still don't think I've ever had coffee that strong in my entire life than the coffee at Cafe Roma. If you went to University of Oregon, you know. Um, $5 orange juice. (laughs) And it was always like (laughs) humid in there. It prepared me to move to Georgia. Um, So yeah, what else, what else should I say? No, that's it, Quinn. I was going to ask you, uh, how do you, uh, why are we friends? Which is my other. Yeah. And so why are we friends is a different question than how do we know each other, but Well, there you go. Why are we friends, Quinn? <laughs> we are friends because Zach would just crack me up so much in our finance committee meetings. And we're both Leos and just kindred souls, I think. Like, when I met him, you know when you meet someone, you're just like, no, like, I'm going to be friends with this person, like, for a long time. And so I just always knew that I would be friends with Zach. And, um, yeah, we just connected. Yeah, we've we've weathered the storm together, and also joining <laughs> us is um, returning guest uh, from episode three of the first season, one of the earliest guests um, in my infamous birthdays and introverse episode. Who are you? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, I am Natalie. The in- Welcome back, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, it's really funny about the direction the show has taken because I I listened back to our episode and one of the first things you said when I asked you what are you doing is I'm finding any way to stop Donald Trump and I did it I want to say I single-handedly did did it Um, and now I think that maybe not a single guest on any of my episodes recently would say such a thing but that's kind of the cute thing to me is um you know despite everything that uh, all the time that has passed in the different directions we've taken uh I still am dear close friends with both of you even though we're divided by hours and hours of time so we are all here today to celebrate my birthday and natalie's birthday because we have the same birthday and leo's yay well thank god that we are not still trying to stop actively every day trying to stop donald trump in the white house what a bore and thank god that we were able to coordinate this um this podcast through three time zones yeah, I'm, I'm I'm amazed that we were able to work it out. <laughs> but, you know, I, uh, thinking back a little bit on our friendship, it was kind of an extreme setting to get to know each other when we were in Programs Finance Committee in the student government because in the winter, we had to spend, like, what, like, almost, like, 10 hours at, like, a 
yeah. 10 hours a day together so, for like four weeks. And I would say like my answer to why are we friends would be that like we are trauma bonded <laughs> in our experiences. Yeah, I, I actually think that's right. I think, yeah. In sitting yeah. in like a small, damp, crusty, somehow both damp hot. and crusty, hot room. It's, I don't even remember where, but I can see it. And just for hours, I mean, hours, like how many, like, like I don't even, I couldn't even say like every night from like 5 p.m. to like 10, 10. p.m. And then on the weekends. Night, and then all day on the weekends, talking mm-hmm. to student organizations about their budgets. Do you know how heavily I relied on ASUO and uh, PFC to get my next job? I like, it was like one of the only things I talked about in my interview, I swear to God. I mean, that's the great thing about student government is because like you can just, you can like do whatever you want in it. And it's like this weird playground environment. And then you can just, you know, connect it to jobs however you please. Mm hmm. I um I will just never forget the extremely long hours of doing PFC and then somehow we all had the idea to then continue and uh become the presidents and vice presidents of the university. <laughs> Sometimes when I think back about me being in student government, it's like so unfitting and hilarious to me. But we really did that. We were great. We were. Um we also, I think the folks at least, and it's hard. It's like, okay, greatness. Like, how do you measure that? You know, like what defines being great? I think people liked to work with us and that was not the case for almost all of the other. Any <laughs> other. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's important. Okay. I think like giving students the opportunity to have leadership roles is important and yeah I think just like our own personal experiences is important and like this very important um I think something that brought us all together is that we had a lot of things in common when we were doing this student government process which was at the time we were all blonde uh we were all really skinny at the time (laughs) (laughs) And we were all in Greek life. We were all in fraternities oh, and sororities at the time, too. Can, can you believe? Okay, so this was like, what? Like, five years ago now. Right? 2021. Maybe six. So we graduated in 2017. So this would have been, like, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Five or six. So, yeah. Wow. Like five-ish years ago. Six years ago. That's I wish weird. I was still blonde. I wish I still look like that. I am really getting tired of aging. Like, now I'm beginning to notice things about, um, like, my hairline, for instance, is beginning to take the shape of my grandfather's. Like, look at this. <laughs> Can you see this? Don't um, laugh. It's not funny. I don't. Wait, I need to see it. Go back. Take it off again. Okay, okay. Here, it's like this. I mean, it's normal. Isn't that what it's normal? I also am like, I have a receding hairline. I have a huge forehead. Girl, me too. Like, there's a there's a stair on my forehead. Like, you can take (laughs) you can take a step off my forehead. Oh my god! (laughs) It's because my brain is so big. It's enormous. I was revisiting some of the um videos I have from when we were like in PFC together and stuff, and my favorite one was the PFC party that we did at the end of the budget season. Do you remember this? I remember the jello shots. I remember throwing up in McKenzie Hall the next day in my GIS class. Oh, no. I remember you telling me about that. Just the one where the the kid from Beta tried to steal the bike. Yes, Mitch. Mitch. Right. And uh, we went to beta after that, which I was so tickled by because I never had been in beta. I still have an Instagram photo up from that basement. (gasps) Oh, wait, is that the one I took of you? (laughs) Yeah, and my hair is like flying. Like, sounds so funny. 
Yeah, I didn't go to beta with you guys. I think I because we were at your house. Yeah, and so I guess I just ordered. I think I ate like a whole box of pizza of cheese sticks that night. Oh, I just got a horrible text. Oh no. Oh my! My supervisor at my current job thought I. She said I was done paying rent, and uh, now she's texting me that she's like, "You're gonna have to pay five hundred more dollars next month." I'm like, "Wait, why do you have to pay your boss rent?" What? Because the place I work at now leases my apartment, which I will never do again. Yeah, that sounds like really a conflict of interest. I don't love that. Oh. Well, nothing to be done about that. Paying bills is terrible. What would you guys say is the worst part of being an adult? Uh, working. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I fucking hate working. I want to study again. Like, working? if I had it my way, okay. I could just, like, lay around and, like, write essays all day. Like, that. I would much prefer that. I am tired of working. I find it exhausting. It's, it's so long. I think I would love being, like, a professor. I also hate working um and if anyone from my job hears this this is a joke um, <laughs> um but hate your job it's that you hate working like that's my that's also yeah. how I feel like I genuinely enjoy the work that I do but especially like working from home which don't get me wrong I don't want to work in person but I think <laughs> I don't work at home. Either. I just don't want to work. <laughs> but especially working from home, you just like without having like any separation now too between like m- my work and my life. I just, I just, I hate it. It's really I hate hard. working. It's like I just can't believe that the way that society has organized itself is to like funnel people into like these like kind of like meaningless like positions where like we do like these like kind of bizarre tasks. And the best part of the day too. Mm Hmm. Yeah. You start thinking about it too too much. It's just like really terrible. It hurts. I just don't understand how society organized itself to like put people into this system. Like it just doesn't make any sense. It's called capitalism, honey. Obviously. But as, like, time has gone on, it's, like, gotten way worse. And now, like, everyone has, like, fake trivial jobs. Like, everything that I was, like, applying for when I was job hunting was, like, these positions that don't have any meaning. It's just, like, constantly replying to, like, emails or, like... That's what's in... Like, organizing information. It's, like, what the fuck is all... Like, none of this is real. It's really crazy if you think about how much... Like, you would not be able to do your job without a computer or a phone. It's like, what is Mm -hmm. the job? And I think, like, if we had this type of pandemic in the 90s or early 2000s, who knows what would have happened? It would have been probably way worse because everyone you'd have to go into an office. You don't have, like, laptops and stuff. Or maybe you did. I don't know. When was a laptop invented? (laughs) I don't have any idea. (laughs) Uh, anyways I, not- I think it would be a lot <laughs> more difficult there were definitely computers because i just remember because remember y2k they were like oh no the computers are gonna oh, yeah. stop so they were so i remember big, computers yeah because i had aol Do you yes. remember AOL? what was your username had- uh i actually can't say it because i still use it in some places oh but i'll type it out to you <laughs> mine was juicy girl girl was g-u-r-l I think like two, three, four. Mine was um, Purdy Ducky. Purdy Ducky. E R T Y. Go dog. Yeah, that was why too. <laughs> I also used Tiger Chick ninety five, but then they were like, "Don't put your birth year in it because then sexual predators will find you." Oh, that's true. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've made it this far, yeah. so I think you're okay. I never got, I, I never got predatored. Um, Kyle told me that when he was, like, making YouTube videos when he was, like, 11 and 12, <laughs> that... Uh, Those videos are so funny. He used to get, like, comments about... Uh, comments from, like, old guys on the internet, like, asking him to show his feet. <gasps> on, like, <laughs> yeah, it was scary. And he had, no I- he had no idea what they were doing, so I think He's he like, did He's like, weird, okay, he here's my feet. <laughs> 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 
how have you both like coped with having to like work like wh- how do you continue to, to derive meaning and pleasure in your life despite the fact you have to like go like let your soul drain out of your asshole at work for like 10 hours a day um i really like getting paid and yeah. like i like to travel and you can't really do a lot of that nowadays but um you know that's a good thing um but i you know i've always worked in public health professionally and i think just the nature of the work is important and i know that and so that's what drives me i don't know like how i i would not fare well in like real corporate america um and like not working for something that's mission-based i don't think that i would be able to to really get through the day well, that's what I'm about to leap into, so we're going to see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, maybe you'll like it. I mean, maybe I would like it. I don't know. I've never tried it. And I've never tried I've never worked in a corporate environment before. Um, you'll like that. I've never KPIs. Like, yeah, you'll like that because there's, like, snacks and, like, activities, which was so wild because I came from the government where, like, what do you, you mean activity? There was like brown water in our building that you weren't really supposed to drink. You like you can play um, ping pong at work. Um, well, the office is yeah has like activities and stuff you can do there, but there'll be like work happy hours or there's like a oh. soccer team you can join. Like people, you know, there's there's good social stuff. I'm not joining okay. the soccer team, but I'll go to the happy hour. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go to the happy hour. <laughs> Natalie, how are you surviving being a working girl? I, I honestly, I survive by... Well, you're barely working. You're still studying. Well, I well it's summer, so I'm working full-time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess surviving... So the nature of the work that I do, too, is, I mean, I do... I work for a litigation, lawyery stuff for um on behalf of children that have been abused and neglected so very important that has meaning and worth you know yeah so it's not just like a grind for nothing um Mm -hmm. but I think I mean I get through it a lot by actually just like calling my coworkers and then just like kind of sitting on the phone with them for like hours at a time as we like do our work and like talk about nothingness as if we were actually in the office like me at my cubicle just swinging by and like because I had a cubicle I had a cubicle for two weeks and then the office shut down I had my name on it I think that that's really important too like I will just call friends and we just sit there in silence but like you're just working and I live alone now so there are some days or you know like a few days where our, they'll go by and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't left the house. I haven't seen another human and it's really strange. Um, so thank God for FaceTime. No, I mean, that's why I started the podcast was to cope with having to be a working person. And right. the tragedy of my working hours is that like by the time I'm off work, like everyone is asleep, you yeah. know, in America. So I can't call my friends back home. My boyfriend works really late. And then um, like all of my friends, like, have, like, nightlife jobs and, like, working, like, bars and stuff. And then the rest of them were, were like, English teachers. But um, I just, you know, I started the show originally because I just wanted to, like, talk to my friends. Because it's, you know, yeah. it's cute. It is cute. I, I always thought that, you know, it was really beautiful to be able to just, like, kind of record and, like, make a tangible product out of, like, these conversations that we've been having for so long and it's it's special and something I want to like keep and obviously the project has like grown mercilessly out of control now and it's like a art commentary like far right podcast or something but I'm just kidding I was I'm so I'm always tickled when Natalie says that she's listened to an episode what okay you listened to the Kyle one that we did recently what else have you heard from the second season (laughs) um I no, I think it was just that. I listened. Oh, okay. I listened to like if I see a name from Eugene, I'm like, I'm listening. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what are they talking about? You know. Right. To be honest, one. there was one. Mm. I used to use podcasts as kind of like a way to get through like the office day. Yeah. And so now that I'm not in that environment, or like in my commute, like now that I'm not in that environment, I don't even really listen to like my work, my news podcasts anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like 
it's weird. I don't, like, I will start listening to them in my um, house, and I realize that I'm not, like, listening to them at all. I think something about working from home, the pandemic, I don't know, but I literally have no attention span, and I can't multitask, like, Mm -hmm. at all. Do you know how much YouTube I watch now? It's, like, disgusting. What do you, like, like on, what do you search on YouTube? I just watch Justin Bieber music videos. <laughs> I <laughs> I just, like, literally, like, will click on whatever they, like, recommend to me because the algorithm has figured out that I, like, drag queen videos. And so, like, I end up, like, watching, like, drag race compilations or, like, shady diva drag queen moments or, like, YouTube drama videos. And I hate all of it. But, like, I will just, like, click it. Like, I just click. I Like, my attention span has been, like, ruined. You know what has ruined my yeah. attention span? um tiktok oh yeah sometimes okay, i can't so even get got... i can't even get through a tiktok if they're gonna tell a story i'm like oh, can't oh yeah if i see no, the I can't line watch a two-minute moving no and it's like it's been like 10 seconds and they're not like yeah. part of the way done i'm like what and i move on no way no i can't i can't watch tiktok it's never like it has never clicked in with me i'm amazed that you can natalie well they again the algorithm is really good and they know it's so exactly good what i want and what i want Mm-hmm. It's really funny dog videos and then <laughs> some social justice commentary here and there. And like, you get social justice videos. No, there's a few, but like ones that are funny, you know? So, and they, they, they mm-hmm. bring it home every time. <laughs> you know, what's funny is um when we were in student government, I think I was probably like the most social justice of the three of us at the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's pretty fair to say. Right? I'm getting silence from Quinn. I feel like you were definitely, yeah. yeah I mean, the most in, maybe you were like the most vocal. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I was the most food. irritating about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean. But now I would say I might be the least. I don't know about, I don't know. I think you go through phases with like your capacity to give as well. And like this year has been, I think, particularly difficult to figure out like how can you contribute. Do you also? Well, I guess I just realized. Oh, I, go ahead. I mean, I, just, I feel like part of that is also just like not being in America and kind of like yeah. in your like weird time, times that you're like coming back to work too. Literally, your work like permits you to be involved in certain things. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it was weird. Just say, so, you know, for instance, thinking about when the. Um, protests were happening last year in June I was receiving it all like kind of at like a you know I was seeing it pretty visibly on Twitter because when most of the action was happening was you know like 11 p.m like 12 Mm a.m and that's when I was off of work and like looking at my phone the most so it seemed like especially apocalyptic to me um but you know even when I like did like care about social justice and I thought I could like do something I did care I think you still care (laughs) I don't know, honestly. I think I just don't have any more... I just don't... I can't... Nothing... I can't do anything, you know, so I don't try. Like, nothing happens based off just, like, you know, talking about it or whatever. So, like, to derive meaning for myself, social justice isn't isn't doing it. So, I I have always realized that, for me, it's mostly um, drinking, uh, art movies, books my podcast and having sex. So I think maybe for now, like those are your interests and those are your main focuses, but I wouldn't, I don't agree with the statement that like what you say doesn't matter or that people don't listen to you. Like, I think that you like are able to convey your thoughts so well and like deliver messages so well that I think people totally listen to you. And well, in that way I, I do agree. You know, I think I, I probably, I'm, I'm doing that in a different capacity now, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, to solve, like, wide spread, you know, huge, enormous It's really overwhelming. Issues, yeah. Yeah, it's nothing I can do individually. I mean, I'm sure I can contribute or something or, like, be... But, you know, I just... I just don't want to anymore. You gotta take a break sometimes. Gotta recharge. <laughs> That's very true. BB-8, are you recharged? BB-8 is uh, <laughs> on the charger right now. <laughs> BB-8, what are, you what are your thoughts? About? <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts, babe? 
Yeah, BBA is on a charger because, but no, that's not even true. BBA is looking for the charger. BBA is <laughs> very... it's rolling, rolling around. People are just pushing BBA. <laughs> BBA is yeah. not. I don't even have the energy to like roll myself. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm also just feeling like very drained and exhausted, but I think it's really, for me, it's just like, in, so this is also, this is complicated for me because it's not that I'm feeling as though I want to be out in the world and seeing other people, mm. but I just need, I think I'm just like such a, I need more routines in my life. And like, once I can, once I have an, a routine and I can, I, I feel like I get energy from my routine and um, I just haven't had that in so long that I, and going back to like Quinn, like talking about her attention span, like my attention span, like I can't, I, I just can't do anything anymore. And I'm so drained and so exhausted that mm -hmm. it's hard to be passionate about anything, even the things that are so insanely important. And I shouldn't say insane. Well, I totally agree. I think that- No, I agree. Like- Go ahead, Quinn. I'm also a person that really needs a routine and um, that's been like virtually impossible for me to just establish one on my own accord. And I don't do well with unstructured time at all. And this is something that I've like been talking to my therapist about for months and so like of course I want everything to be safe as possible but I like need to go back into an office like for my own sanity and productivity because it's at the point where I don't even feel like I'm doing I know I'm not doing my best work and it like makes you feel shitty about yourself and then you just like it's this endless cycle of just like feeling unproductive and not engaged and shitty I mean, it just, I think this is kind of like the contemporary problem is that there just is like so few outlets to, you know, put your passions into. And we have so much like, I don't know, it's so difficult to actually find something to like care about and then like involve it into your day to day life just because of the way like work is structured. And I mean, in America, and like, I'm going to be working for a foreign company soon. It's like way easier. But like, I think about like, my boyfriend who has to, like, put, like, regularly, like, 12 hours, like, into, like, his job and stuff, and, like, doesn't get home until 9 p.m. sometimes, and it's all, like, super demanding. I just, like, I can't imagine, like, doing that. Like, it sounds horrible. I don't want to live like that. I don't know. The The way I've kind of combated it, aside from doing the podcast, like, having, like, my set goal of doing it every week is that, like, no matter what, like, every day I have to read, like, 50 pages. Like, no matter what. Like, that has to be done before I go to bed. So it keeps me a little sharper, I guess, but still. So, okay. So before I went to law school, um, mm -hmm. I bought a dog specifically because I know that I do nothing for myself. Not when I say that, it's not that I, it's like I do nothing. I don't motivate myself. Like, right. nothing for me. And I needed a dog. And it was great at first when he was a puppy. <laughs> but, like, he needed so much help. He, he would, he needed a lot of help. He got my ass up in the morning. Um, because if I didn't, I know he would shit on the ground. Um, <laughs> but now it's like I've gotten to the place where I'm like, if you shit on, shit on the ground. On the ground <laughs> like... <laughs> And I think that's just like part of, you know, maybe like motherhood at a certain point. It's like, yeah, did my child just, you know, eat a lump of goose poop off the ground? Sure. Is she going to die? Probably not. Um, and that's where I'm at. And it's not. So I don't know. Maybe I just need another dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's one solution. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if there is a solution anymore. I think everyone just has to like go to work. I just 
sucks. I do you think that every like do you think every generation has like felt like this? I think it's a kind of uniquely like our age yeah. group to be this dissatisfied with working like I don't know a single person our age who like loves their job and is like excited to go to work every day. Everyone hates it. And I mean, maybe that's always been the case through all of human history, but it doesn't seem that way. Well, I think they just lied to us. It, well, I don't, okay, so, but it's not even <laughs> lying as much because I just watched <laughs> The Queen's Gambit for the first time. I know it's been yeah. for a while, but like, I'm just thinking about like the quintessential like 50s housewife who was like mm-hmm. drinking oh, yeah, her mom. mind away because she yeah. is stuck at home and can't work and then it's like okay we get to work and then we're like well this sucks ass just as much so now i'm just you know so it's like i feel like as human beings maybe we are just on this perpetual i mean i think it's just part of capitalism like it's always pushing us toward thinking that there's something better when i don't know we just all need to like find our inner peace and realize like what we have is beautiful <laughs> sorry no that's well yeah i mean i think that cute. like the like the moral is that we're not meant for this like we're not meant yeah. to just like live in these little boxes and just like do these silly tasks and go to these silly jobs i mean the tasks and the jobs are so silly like so silly honestly like the next job i'm taking is really absurd like i just can't even believe it honestly and it's like what the fuck? I mean, maybe I would be more satisfied if I was, like, I don't know, like, doing something to provide for myself or if, like, I had to, like, you know, actually, like, prepare, like, my own food and I couldn't just, like, buy my rice at the store. Like, what if I had to, like, get my own rice? Like, it seems like maybe that would, like, be somewhat more fulfilling to I think it would be more actually... satisfying, yeah. Like, yeah. even when I've grown, like, um, like, herbs or, like, even plants, like, having plants is so satisfying um and yeah just like growing shit like yeah i don't know i do not think we were put on this earth to make powerpoints i know that for sure no 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 definitely not the powerpoints because i mean like i would honestly be satisfied if i was a housewife because i have so many like gay little creative projects i want to okay. do and i could just like sit around like plotting them all day so that would be delightful for There's me so many but um, that need to be cross-stitched like what am i supposed to do with my time i can't yeah, there's so much to be done, but it's like uh, <laughs> no chance to do that now. Especially yeah, there's me. a meme I'm that like, was like, "Oh well, you know, if only I had time, I would do this." Like now has all mm-hmm. the time in the world. Oh well, not now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you ha- if some like the richest, hottest guy came in right now and like offered to take you off your feet, but you have to do the housewife thing, would you do it? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I like doing oh, the dishes. God. Honestly, I'll Swiffer. I love doing laundry. Cleaning. I'll fold the laundry. Read books. Because then I just read books. And listen to my pot and do the things that I want to do. Uh, Grow yeah, my little, my silly little a... herbs. Yeah. Your silly little herbs? Okay, so I guess, <laughs> I guess the conclusion we've come to is that we all need someone rich and beautiful to come sweep us off our feet. And I think this what this yeah. means is that Phyllis Schlafly was right in that, you know, we all should have stayed home and been housewives forever. I think we didn't really know how good we had it. Yeah. <laughs> Grass is always on, greener. On that beautiful note, um, we've just kind of, you know, plummeted to the bottom of the human experience. But when we return, I think we'll find some joy together. So let's take a quick break. Okay. Do I get off of this? <laughs> I can or pause I just... the rec- no, leave everything running. Don't even mute your mic. Okay. You want it to continue okay. recording? Yeah, I do. Because sometimes I use something or whatever. Find something so, good. Do you yeah. smoke inside? No, girl. I'm going outside for a cigarette. I literally declined one of the apartments I was looking at because it smelled too much like smoke. Mm. What? This seems hypocritical. Yeah. I don't. I don't smoke inside except when I'm really drunk. Okay. When I'm like when I'm like wasted, I'll, I'll smoke inside. I do have like an Icos. Like, uh, I'll show you. Mm. Whoa. It's this thing. It's kind of like a vape, you know? And you take it out like this, and then you put the little... You put the this little thing in here, and it has, like, tobacco, you see? But it's like, yeah, and then it goes in here. And then I do this sometimes, but I don't want it. I want a real cigarette right now. You're jonesing. Quinn, do you am. remember? I mean, I just woke up. Quinn, do you remember how um, we felt... <laughs> 
how we felt like we had strep throat after our night in Vegas and chain smoking with those Germans. Then I did have strep throat. Oh. The German did give me strep throat. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. I was literally sick on my birthday because the German gave me strep throat. He oh. was hot, but, you know. So maybe I should you know, start, you, you know, taking, taking cigarettes. <laughs> maybe I'll start taking um, I mean, I haven't been sick in like two years. Same so. until I was. Just chain smoke with some Germans in Vegas. There you go. Did you get COVID? No, that was way. This was in like 2018. Oh. Right after we graduated, wasn't it? Did either of you get COVID? I like, ever? <clears throat> I did. You did? I thought you might Quinn. <laughs> I had it over Christmas. Cute. Was it hard? Um, mentally. Did I uh, ended Delta? up going to the hospital because I was having a panic attack for two days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you made it through, and now we're here. My therapist. Oh, she's gone. Oh. She Can you hear mic. me? Yeah, your therapist. Yeah, you just muted your mic by accident. Um, my therapist is like... You know, you have to challenge the thoughts, like challenge your thoughts. And I'm like, yeah, but every time I have a panic attack, I'm like, this has got to be the one. Like, this is it. This is the one that's actually a heart attack. Like, my heart's going to explode. <laughs> I've lived through all the other ones, but not this one. This is the last one. My heart is about to burst, babe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, go smoke your silly little cigarette. One second. I'm emailing my fucking boss. Zachary, would you say you're a twink? I was gonna actually mention this earlier. There's no way I can, like, get someone to, like, marry me and provide for me now because I am, like, past my twink. My face. My, my twink face is basically over. How old I can you probably, age? like... You mm -hmm. age out of that? Yeah, you do. No one... There's, like, no twinks really past the age of 30. Like, once... They're, they're, when you look a little bit... Huh? About five years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm aging a little faster. And I, you know, I'm not like a masculine person, but I do have like a, a vague masculine essence. You could go blonde face, again. You know? That'll help. You know, at my new job, yeah, I think filler. I actually would be able to. Oh, I want plastic surgery, actually. I want lip filler and I want, um, when I'm 32, I want, you know, just a little bit of, poop, you know, yeah. This is all staying in, but I'm actually going to go for my cigarette now. Okay, bye. So, and no, nanka, konshu keyaku shite, kinyobi ni, azarashi jisho o oshiru koto ga dekimasu. Zach. Yeah? Oh my gosh, I remember that. That was such a thing. Oh no, I fucked it up. The dog's coming now. <laughs> he thinks you're singing to him. Okay, I'm really going for my cigarette now. I'll be back. Okay. Here's Nico. try to use bleach and it's still there wow cum is like formidable it's like acid <laughs> that's how, why it fucks up your ph yeah <gasps> i can't believe that girls have to like care about the ph like acidic balance of their pussy and like you can like leave like bleach marks on your underwear has that happened to you before 
Yeah. Bleach marks? You mean like the little white marks on your underwear? <laughs> no, yes. like you can actually like like take like bleach it because it if it's too acidic. You do not put bleach on your vagina. What is this? Oh, are you Donald Trump? Is that where you got that information? No, no you like your vagina. The the pH is messed up, so it's too acidic, and so it's bleaching the underwear. Oh, that makes more sense. Acid. It's called acid pussy. Acid pussy. I love that men put their dicks in that. Can't relate. <laughs> I mean, they're probably the reason why we have yeah. acid pussy. They're fucking up the pH. It's really their fault, if you think about it. With their big salty hogs. You gotta that they don't wash. wash. You gotta wash the pee before no. sex. Because if you don't, you're just getting, it's just ruining everything. Can I leave all of this in? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Your podcast, maybe. Okay, okay yeah. I will. Thanks, girls. Your last names aren't on it. It'll be fine. The only people who listen to my show anyway are like, um. I feel like the um, audience is not going to like us. Oh, it doesn't matter to me. The whole <laughs> the whole point of this is that it's like, these are my two dear friends and we're having a cute conversation and just, you know, enjoying each other's company to, you know, celebrate my birthday. This is my birthday episode, so if they don't want to listen, they don't have to fucking listen. So. This is for me. Even though if I. Free the acid pussy. What, Natalie? I was going to ask you what 25 means to you, but I'm going to wait till we're officially on the record. Okay. Yeah, I have I have some. I, w- I want to bring that up for sure. Have are you, Quinn, are you ready to go? 20... Stop muting your mic. Every time you do that, I have to edit the audio more. So annoying. Oh, sorry. I thought I was helping. I don't care if you're flushing your pee-pee away. I'm cleaning dog shit. Hot. I could probably sell videos of myself cleaning dog shit on the internet. <laughs> People don't think I'm American. They think I'm Russian usually yeah. when I'm in, like in drag because I'm so skinny. Because um, you're so fishy. <laughs> so fishy and skinny. <clears throat> oh, that was one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I think that Quinn, you are one of maybe 50 people who met Kimberly Diamond. Oh my God. Yeah. I was thinking about Kimberly the other day. Yeah, you met Kimberly Diamond at the Halloween party. Yeah, I loved her. What now? Kimberly Diamond as Laganja Estranja. With yes, the, um, as Laganja Estranja. Yes, with the terrible Amazon green wig and the marijuana bodysuit. No corset. Yeah. Um, And I taped my dick back. And I've never done that since. <laughs> oh, wait, I remember now that. I just, <laughs> yes, I remember and it kept that. Co- it kept coming undone. I had to, like... This is, like, the third time I was, like, really ever in drag. And I had done everything myself. So, uh... I had to do that like over and over again, and I shaved my entire body, but I forgot my pits. <laughs> Did you shave your? Pits? I don't think that. Uh, I had to uh, because yeah. of the, the body work. Yeah, the tape right. waxed that right off. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I I don't know if I, I don't think I shaved everything. I think I shaved most of it. Have you ever gotten a wax? No, but now that I'm getting chest hair. Because I'm, you know, 25, I think it's time to start because, uh, You're gonna I wax your that. chest? I don't want chest hair. I don't have, like, enough for it to be, like, sexy. It's, like, just, it's, like, ugh. So I shave it when I know I'm gonna be on the prowl. As a certified twink, you have to shave it. That's correct. When I'm not a twink, I won't shave. So, you know, we'll give it a few years. But, Natalie, you saw Langley Chi-Chi's debut. I did. Where was that? When, at the university drag show. Where was I? I think you were grad. Why were you there, Natalie? It was after you both had left. Oh. I think okay. I must have just been in town. Was it around graduation? Because I remember I was no. graduation. It was like in. Fi- you muted your mic, bitch. Sorry. Fuck you. It doesn't make it like stop. No, it it shortens the audio sometimes. Oh. Anyway, it's fine. Um, no, I guess you must have just been around, but yeah, you came and saw, and then you came to my party after. Um, yes, I remember that. That was such a wild night, especially because one of the drag queens proposed. That's right. That was a really, it was like emotional. I think and there was and the Emily. Harry Potter drag king. Do you remember that? Yes. I'm so sorry I missed yes. this. 
was, it was pretty good. I did great. Nice. I went, they had me go on right after, like, the professional, like, queens who, like, could do, like, jump splits and stuff. They had me go on right after her, and this was, like, my first, like, lip sync gig ever. And I did great, actually. Yeah, I was you pretty did impressed. I, made, like, I have videos. I made 170 bucks. Damn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of money from that. I think that Wait, was my first. Wait, do you have video of that, Natalie? Yeah, I have some, I think. Can you find those and send them to me when we're done doing this? I don't think I've ever seen videos of it, actually. I think I just had, I don't know if they were as much, like, real videos, or if they were more, like, boomerangs on, like, my Instagram. Well, find something and and let me me see what you got. Yes, ma'am. Should we get back into it, you know, for real, real? Yeah. For real, real. Okay, so what do I do if Atticus Barky barks? Just ignore it. It doesn't matter to me. I like I like the uh, interior noise. Okay. Makes it a little. Um. Okay. Should I put my headphones so. back on? You should. <clears throat> like I can't. Every room I'm a different temperature in. Oh God! It's really dark. Good night, moon. I can't, I don't know, is this charging? What's going on? Anyway, uh, we're back. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> this is a an acknowledgement to my old format where I would have, like, the interlude, and then I just say we're back, and uh, kind of the other person never knew what to say. Um, <laughs> this is really a throwback episode <laughs> to Welcome, my old sister. cute... My old format was really cute. Like, it was very sweet and endearing and, like, um, intimate and cozy. And, like, now I'm, like, a monster and, like, just, like, spit off, like, takes and opinions about stuff. And I'm, like, contrarian and, like, uh, annoying. So I'm really happy to just, you know, have this uh, nice, stashy, intimate conversation with two of my old dear friends, no matter what anyone thinks about it. Um, So, Yeah. I'm about to turn 25, and Natalie, didn't you have a question about that? I just want to know, like, what, you know, what that means to you. I'm terrified. I don't want to turn 25. I find it to be the most disgusting birthday yet. Why? Quarter century. Yeah, well, it's a quarter century thing. Um, Being on the wrong end of my 20s is not attractive, you know? It's not thrilling for me. I... I'm terrified that a lot of my, like, young, beautiful potential has been squandered, and now Zach. the time is quickly ticking. What? This is so... What? I just don't like the way that people look at... The way that people view aging in this country. Well, I guess you're in Japan, but I guess, like, I think for the, for, you know, the, a large part of the gay community, it's, like, this horrible doom and gloom thing, and, like, people spend so right. much time, like, rejecting aging and it's like i feel like the older you get the more like honestly i think things get better to some degree like mentally well i've heard that and i i I often hear that 32 is like the the best gay age these days so i'm not like apocalyptic about it you know i just um you know i'm i'm making peace and mourning the first half of my 20s like think about what we were doing five years ago like almost exactly five years ago Quinn, you were in Eugene, and we went to that, my birthday party, in that Delt Live Out. Do you remember yes. this? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> that was so innocent and pure and it delightful. Was. And, like, now I'm, like, belabored with having to work all the time and, like, money and, like... Yeah. Res- ugh, I just... Ugh. I would much rather be in the young, dumb, and, like, innocent, clueless stage of my life. But, you know, I have no choice, and I would keep barreling forward no matter how bleak it may seem. I think of these years as kind of, like, the flailing years. Like, Mm. 20s kind of... I don't know. I feel like nobody really tells you how much it sucks the year after college. Like, that was probably one of the hardest years of my life. Mm. And, yeah, and there's just, like so much you have to figure out on your own and it's takes a while to like feel secure and all of that like I think a decade (laughs) right well I mean this is why HBO Girls is so genius is because it takes place like in like that time era you Mm -hmm. know like age 25 to 26 when everyone is like misbehaving and like uncertain of themselves and like not successful so um 
you know, maybe I will get my way and I'll get knocked up by, you know, some guy and then I'll like be just like magically given a, a writing job somewhere, you know, that would be ideal. I think that's all. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of the flailing years, especially like, um, I mean, so I'm about to turn 26 and mm-hmm. because I am still in school, um, I do not have a job, like a real job. And thus, um, I am about to get kicked off my parents' health insurance. Mm-hmm. Brutal. And even if I, I mean, I'm trying to get on the Oregon health plan, but even if I do, I'm blind as a bat without my contacts in my eye doctor, Mm. my prescription is without my, any type of contacts or glasses. My vision is 10 times worse than someone who is legally blind. What? But I'm not what? legally blind because it can be corrected. Oh, like interesting. If couldn't if like you couldn't correct my vision, how it is, I would be very past the point of legally blind. Anyway, I'm could be legally blind. I'm not, and I also have teeth. Those are two important things about me. Yet, <laughs> yet, Oregon Health Plan and all of these other government healthcare plans do not include vision nor dental dental i know well i had i had the most like horrific dental struggles because i didn't have dental insurance like while i was in university so when i inevitably got a bad cavity like we had to pay for it out of pocket it was like fifteen hundred dollars and so then i come here to japan right and it's like oh like i have a cavity i have to go like get tooth drama dealt with it was like 20 bucks that's ridiculous. And you don't have like, you don't have like an insurance card, right? You just like go. Uh, I have an insurance card, but it's the the national insurance that I pay with with my taxes. So they just give you a card, and you just okay. <laughs> like, what is the card? Yeah. For? What is a card for? It's it's just like an identification card for the insurance, so like they know, like you know, when you go to a clinic or whatever. That's it. Yeah, um, and you can get private insurance too. And when wow. I start my new job, I'll have um, I'll have uh insurance probably through the company. So I'll get a new card then that identifies me that way. But my last one identified me for having like the national one. Fascinating stuff. But no, and it's like my boyfriend is always like, "You have a sore throat. You need to go to the doctor." I'm like, "Uh, no, ma'am. I'm not about to pay nine million dollars." <laughs> and he's like, "It'll cost you like four, like four bucks." I'm like, "I'm not going. You don't know that." And then inevitably I go and then it's four bucks so um one time this is like really a lot of information that I'm about to share with all of the podcast listeners but this is how messed up our 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 health system is one time my freshman year of college I got really scared that (laughs) I can't say this you had an STD no it's so much better than that that I had lost a tampon in my vagina. Oh, yeah. What? I was terrified. You can, this can happen. Because I, and I'd also heard like someone that I knew recently, like pulled two of them out. She was like, oh shit. Like I put one in and did. She pulled two fucking tampons out of her pussy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so then this I. No, like, ma'am. I must, I don't know if I had a dream or what, but I was like, oh my God. Like I know there was a second one up there. And like, I'm like, I can't get it out. And I had a form attack <laughs> and I went to the emergency room. <gasps> and they found five tampons. No, I did not know the difference between like urgent care and the emergency room. Like, I guess no one had ever like explained at least in terms of billing that one yeah. costs more than the other like I astronomically emergency room to have some old man look in my vagina and let me shut know up that there was no extra tampon in there and it cost me a thousand dollars oh <laughs> my god oh my god no way that's awful <gasps> i honestly think the worst part of it is an old man had to look in your vagina i do not go to men gynecologists i don't go to male doctors um i have no preference i definitely like lady doctors more because i feel I like sneered upon by male doctors you know i feel like, like yeah if they're not gay upon. yeah 
Oh, I've never had a gay doctor. Oh my god, and I'm never gonna oh, have come one. Come to Japan. Atlanta, baby. Where's my gay doctor? I feel like all the gay people, like all like you know, like the young like twenty something like cool gays who like do brunch and like have orange like orange juice, you know, that kind of thing. They all have like their gay doctor, and they're like, "Do you have your gay, gay doctor?" doctor oh and my their god, orange juice. You know, you have to have your gay doctor. And your orange juice. <laughs> like... Well, actually, just listen to a podcast about Anita Bryant. Are you familiar with her? I'm doing an episode about her next oh my month God. because I love Anita well, Bryant. And- <laughs> I just read her book. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I love her. And um, well, there was this whole movement to boycott orange juice because she what? Yeah. Um, was a big orange juice. Guy. She was the Florida Fruit Commission spokesperson, and she was like um, uh, <laughs> kind of a homophobic lady. But the funny thing about her is, well, I'll save it for my episode on her. But she's actually like a gay icon and like did more good for gay rights activism than almost anyone else because she she solidified and like mobilized people and like turned herself into like the ultimate enemy of all gay people Mm -hmm. so she actually became i just listened to a podcast about all of this so i don't god damn it what show is this (laughs) fuck these people who are stealing my idea god damn it (laughs) i'll send it to you it's like the new (laughs) what is it it's like some npr shit what is this um it's from slate yeah (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Shit. Not fucking Slate. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they literally did the whole thing on a new No. <laughs> Not Slate. No. Anything but Slate. How I would even take like Vox like, or something. Much single-handedly brought together the gay movement. Oh, fuck. Was it, what is, what? There's these two fags talking? Mm, no, but they interview a lot of folks. What was it? A lady? Was it some cisgender woman? No, it was a guy, but it was the same guy that did like the the slow burn podcast. Was he a fag? I don't know. He's appropriating my culture. I could. You should Google. Fuck. I feel like a lot of podcast hosts. Just kidding. Wait, one of Anita Bryant's um like issues is nail biting. Like she does that. Like she does it, or she doesn't like it. I don't know. It's against like it? the Anita Bryant story. Save our children. Nail biting. Paper roses. Ruth Shack. No, babe. She's talking about like the book is nail biting. Well, that's her book. Yeah, I just read it like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it links to the Wikipedia page nail for biting nails. <laughs> Whoa, there's a big bug outside. Is she anyway. still alive? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's yeah. still alive. Oh, good I want God. her on the pod. I reached out to her agent, but I didn't hear her. <clears throat> you should reach out to her gay granddaughter. She was on the other pod. <laughs> Ugh, her gay granddaughter was on the other pod. <gasps> she's a lesbian and she's about to get married and she doesn't know whether. I really hate like these corporate. um podcast people like the really like clean like npr that's like hello welcome you're listening to i'm so popular with zach langley chief sponsored by the forever dog network today we're going (laughs) to be discussing the fact that zach is getting old and will no longer be a twink very shortly (laughs) but our special guest quinn and natalie like i can't tolerate it do you know what i'm talking about that fucking voice yes i know exactly what you're talking about yeah 100 percent. i'm michelle norris (laughs) and you're listening to you're listening to this true crime podcast where we are going to detail every graphic thing about one woman who got raped and killed and for some reason women love to listen to this yeah do i do like true crime are you oh my god i am true crime obsessed see okay this is crazy to me because like so many people can't watch like rape movies or like scary shit anymore but like they love their true crime podcasts you know what's interesting is like i actually really don't like um uh fictional crime shows like i don't like csi whatever oh, that like shit is weird. or like yeah like fake i actually really liked mary beast town but like fake crime stuff i don't like i don't believe that there should like is ever an instance to show rape scenes in movies and i completely disagree <laughs> oh my god That's really so funny i just did an episode about it actually oh interesting a few months ago um yeah well, we don't have to get I'll, into that go ahead. but uh <laughs> yeah i love true crime i really like true crime podcasts i will read a lot about true crime 
Um, and I'll watch like 2020 and stuff, but it's, it's unlikely that they actually have good footage. That was the interesting thing about the, um, Chris, what the fuck's his last name? Chris Hant, Hant. No, Chris, I can't remember his last name, but no, he murdered his whole family in Colorado, but the wife was like a blogger. And so they have like the whole documentary is actual footage of their life, which is pretty rare. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess my um, my uh, you're just saying that defense. It's, it's weird that well, I mean women like this stuff so much since oh, they're yeah, the ones I mean, being like, targeted. Well, right. Well, it's mostly that it's like uh, you know, currently like sexual violence in film is like very discouraged, and you you don't see it very often anymore at all. I I haven't seen a movie that has um really like visual or like graphic rape depicted in it since l which was like 2016 um however like women still absolutely devour this content they just do it through like a uh, true crime stuff now instead of like movies um which you know documentaries on, but again i feel like it's more like real yeah it's a lot more nonfiction. like well isn't that worse was then? my face glued to the tv for um zach what's his face Who's the hot one? Zach. Zephron. What? Zephron. Who's Zach? Fr- Did he rape someone on film? Zach Fron. Oh, I didn't. Zephron I'm as Ted Bundy. Wait. Oh, Zach Efron is Ted Bundy, right? Yeah. That. He was. A- um. Andy went to. To return to the to the topic of 25 you both are wrapping up your 25th year um Mm -hmm. what did what did you get out of it like what what was your 25 um meaningful in the history of you i survived a pandemic that's very true and i got myself a boyfriend ow ow there's two victories there v for victory what about you quinn so the question is like what can you say the question again yeah i'm just please repeat the question Uh, yes i can repeat the question i'm i'm curious uh what was meaningful for you and your experience of, of 25 in the history of you yeah uh 25 I moved here, I moved to Atlanta when I was 24. So 25, yeah, well, I turned 25 in like mid-pandemic. So that was, you know, not as, not what I planned for my 25th birthday because as a Leo, I wanted to have this like grand destination yeah. birthday party for my 25th. Um, so that didn't happen. I think in 25 is just like the year of like knowing things. Is that the quote? Oh my God. <laughs> Go on, Kylie. Yes. No, but I actually, I do agree with that sentiment. I feel like this has been a year where I've done a lot of like work on myself. I had like a life coach this year. I've gone to a lot of therapy um, and just, you know, figuring out who I am and who I want to be and navigating corporate America and navigating living alone um so yeah there's definitely been some wins but also just a lot of shitty shit as well yeah for me 24 i think it was probably a pretty bleak year overall i mean i got to do so much less with my drag than i was hoping i would at this time in my life so I'll, i'll make up for it next year but it was probably the most like artistically successful year for me I mean, I started the podcast. It's doing really well. Um, I'm very proud of, like, what I've done with it so far. And I published my first short story, which I have been, you know, hoping to do my whole life is to start publishing my writing. So I'm really proud of getting that done in Apocalypse Confidential, which I hope everyone reads. Yes. And I decided to change careers. And now, 25, what it has in store for me is... um, starting my drag career from scratch, uh, carrying on with the podcast and beginning a new life in Tokyo. So both of y'all's answers made me sound like an asshole. So thank you for that. You're welcome. That's why we let you go first so that you could be the asshole. (laughs) Of course. You just said that I got a boyfriend. 
I guess I yeah, you had a boyfriend used to ride a pandemic. That is Girl, amazing. That's major. Are too big. Quinn is single. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm single, so. <laughs> um, I'm single, I'm going to therapy every week. <laughs> and I guess that's, like, also, I'm I'm very excited for, let's see, what's next? I'm excited for my 27th year, which is in two okay. years, because. I agree. Well, Quinn, you don't know why yet, so hold your horses. Um, yeah. Also, you got a dog. No, I have had him for no oh, two yeah. years oops um you bought a house i bought a house i bought a house um <laughs> you bought a house i'm excited for and now it's like really sad because i can't really there's so many like oh i'm a millennial i'll never know what it's like to buy a house and i'm like i can't laugh at those you can't do that you can't relate anymore um but quinn and i will be renting until we die i think <laughs> i'm still um, waiting for my hot man to come and pay my bills that's right I, um, oh, I mean, I'm just so excited for 27 because I am going to be out of school and done the school. Um, I've had lots of really cool things happen in school and school's been incredible, but also it's just not like a law school is not like the time to like, you know, work on yourself or improve yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, you, you will experience a a pretty severe decline um in everything atticus right that's not your food <laughs> he, he loves going into the other bowl yes. it's his pastime it's it's just it's the grass is always greener the grass is always greener well looking into the future i think good things are in store for the next uh, quarter century of our lives and i'm just endlessly blessed that our friendship continues on for five years no matter what the distance looks like and we can gather um in this cyber nothing to reflect on our <laughs> friendship and just be together and i uh i hope that everyone listening can kind of do the same with people around them because that's truly what makes life beautiful is other people that's so cute i know it is very cute so I'm so popular. We'll be back probably around late August, but yeah, I have to move, so things gotta wait. Um, and I don't know, there's some big surprises for when we come back, so I'll miss everyone very dearly up until then, but I guess for now, all I can say is Ja Matane. Ja.